Jack O'Connor said, don't ever read a paper. You're kind of thinking, why did he say that? Or what did he mean by that? Or does he rate him higher than me? It opens up something that you do not want opened. You the have only to be thing intercounty players should be looking at or listening to is the football podcast. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. The News Round on Off The Ball with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave for your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. This is News Talk. Welcome along. Willow Callahan with you on this Tuesday after a manic bank holiday of sport. Brian O'Driscoll is going to be with us after 8 o'clock. He's looking at Leinster's victory against Toulouse. It is the first ever rematch in back-to-back years in the Heineken Champions Cup. They'll go up against the defending champions La Rochelle at the end of this month. Sam Allardyce looks like he's going to be appointed as the new manager of Leeds. It has been a day of change at Elland Road. Like I said, we'll have Adam Pope with us on the football show. Dominic King will also be with us. Everton's battle against relegation. Two all draw for them last night against Leicester. Seamus Coleman picking up an injury which has probably ended his season and the great Tommy Walsh is going to be with us to talk about Clare's victory against the All-Ireland Champions Limerick I don't know because of a bit of bad holiday weekend Mick McCarthy it almost feels like Saturday was a long time ago Uh, a really significant result in the Hurling Championship where I don't know if you saw it coming but not many people no, did. No, being honest, I probably didn't. I would have been hopeful, and you like to you like to kind of think that, you know, last year's championship form is more indicative, and then their league match earlier in the season, or you know, Clare's form when they don't play Limerick <laughs> at the moment. But you know, it turned out that exactly that. You know, this is a team that just matches up brilliantly, and they just put in a brilliant, like, epic performance. And yeah, really proud as a fan. You know, you know, one of those games when your GA team does that for you. It doesn't happen all that often. Mm-hmm. Where that's what you take from it. You just go like, do you know what? If they'd lost by a point, if they won by a point, just really proud of that team. And I love that. I love that. That's the essence of it. Sometimes, isn't it? In supporting a team, and they were great. And then, and then at the same time, then rewatched it again on Sunday morning. Of course, you all did. the same stuff for for. I just I was I was I was I did watch it on my phone, which I think we'll talk about in a while. So I wanted to watch the game properly on a TV. And uh, rewatched it on Sunday morning, and was a lot more aware, I think, of the fallibility of Limerick watching because you do watch it a little bit more as a neutral. I think the second time, more, more, a little bit more analysing going on, and yeah, there's a part of me that'd be worried about the form of Limerick, and then you think, Jesus, and yet they only lost by a point. So there's like endless amount to take from it really you know it's a shot in the arm for the championship too because so many of us were basing all our calculations on Limerick will be top of Munster it's a battle to be in the two positions below them to qualify for the All-Ireland series and now you start to wonder is that huge element of danger now where Limerick have still got some difficult games to play they probably need to win their last two matches even to be guaranteed of a place in the bottom three and that safety net that we expected because all of us thought Limerick would pretty much win their way through to the last round is now out the window yeah well, I'm pretty sure Clare will need to win both of their games, strangely enough. They still need to beat Waterford and Cork to guarantee going through. But I would say even for Are the Are you basing it on Tipperary are likely to pick up quite a few points elsewhere? I'm basing it on the idea that even if they don't, it will probably come down to points difference. And I think the fact that Tip have, you know, I think everyone in this scenario might end up beating Waterford and you think Limerick might put in a big performance somewhere down the line. And, you know, that that's kind of what you're thinking. Like, it's like... And the fact that Clare played a week before everybody else as well, they have their off week on the last day, which uh, means that everyone else will know what they have to do. So it is just one of those kind of like there's it just show I'm only looking at that from one county's perspective. Limerick have the same thing going on. Tip and Cork will be thinking about it if they don't win whoever loses next weekend when it's the only game on. So that just shows you, I think, how open and brilliant and exciting the whole thing is. It's, it's just for some reason, it's the competition that just keeps on giving. I don't think we've had a dud yet. 
No, you mentioned that you had your phone out to watch this at the weekend. So you were GA going it on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, all worked perfectly no app issues this week and yeah really good coverage I thought actually uh, Liam Hearn and Tommy Walsh were on commentary we had uh, full, full punditry team the whole thing Like so yeah have, would have no complaints from a uh, user perspective this week my only complaint to be honest you can be honest about it I, look I thought the GA coverage was good I watched it too had it on the laptop watched it home happy days no problems this week my big issue Mick was that there was no terrestrial TV highlights afterwards and there's no Saturday game this week in the end after all the trumpeting about the Saturday game being added to the schedule and this was going to help with the 99 championship matches that are being squeezed into a short period of time this year we now will go two weeks without the Saturday game being on and I think there was a massive chance missed where a lot of people would have heard that Clare had just beaten Limerick this Limerick team who looked like they were never going to be beaten Mm. and you couldn't watch it on terrestrial TV for even just highlights on Saturday yeah I suppose I don't, you know me, I have a issue with GA highlights in general and how they're presented and I don't know how much you would have got for that or how much of a difference it would make. You're happy enough to take the three minutes of Twitter highlights and move on? Maybe, yeah. There's been just this ongoing conversation, I think, since Saturday night is that this astounding thing happened that lit the hurling season on fire on, on, on fire, and it wasn't on terrestrial TV and then people start complaining why wasn't this game on TV in the way that they always have since the Sky Sports deal all the way into the GEA Go now thing as if these are aren't decided in advance and that the G and that RT just didn't bother to show the game on Saturday night which kind of annoys me you know it's like you know it's every time we have a great game there's just this like this should be on national TV it's a disgrace our games need to be shown and it's like I have we'll get into it in a second but like let's face it we see more games than even just on RT without other uh, without other extra games than we've ever seen before you can't show everything the problem is that the both championships now with the football this this year especially have been elongated to such an extent that you know RT or the the terrestrial television deal didn't expand and I can't understand it I can't understand that the GA have made their third deal in a row with the same amount of exclusive games well, they for also RTE. made a deal with themselves and yeah, the, and, but yeah of course yeah, we'll get to that but what I'm saying is for the RTE deal let's say that should be like a, a terrestrial deal be it RTE TG Carter Virgin whatever they haven't uh, increased the amount of games despite every time the deal has come up there's been more games in the championship mm. so the hurling round robins and now now we have the Talton Cup as well as the, uh, the All-Ireland series in football as well so there's like what did you say 99 games yep. like we're getting to the stage now where for the next two weekends suddenly we have the provincial football finals taking place at a time of year where they never did before and there's going to be no hurling at all on RTE for the next two weeks and Tip and Cork is going to be behind the paywall so argue all you like about GEA Go argue all you like about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing or reasonable or not reasonable or whether it's any different to Sky or whether it's a better deal for people or a worse deal for people regardless of anything you say it is behind the paywall Mm-hmm. and now you have Cork and Tip next weekend in the Munster Championship in this like brilliant game where both teams have started the season fantastically see. and it's it's going to have a huge interest and sorry I just want to finish yeah. the point that on the Clare Limerick thing I tweeted about it and people are like I didn't see it didn't know it was on didn't you know and it's like you appeal to your hardcore people who are going to pay 80 quid I paid the 80 quid and I'm going to watch it and I think it's brilliant but that's not how you grow a game and if they're just watching four football games next week or you know for, for the next two weekends and the hurling is just existing off in this 
ether. And to be honest, the exact same issue was happening in the opposite way for the last couple of years because the hurling championship was all the top teams playing each other and the fo- and the football championship was, you know, uh, easing its way in and people weren't seeing any of it, you know. So I just, I can't understand how they didn't increase the amount of games that was available when the championships have got bigger. Yeah, I was just thinking on the flip side, the argument is if you're going to use the two TV slots which are available for the next two weekends and you had decided that, say, the Cork game against Tipperary this Saturday night was better placed being at two o'clock on Sunday and you end up putting one of the provincial finals behind a paywall on Diego, understandably, particularly with the way the provincial finals have fallen this year, people would complain and say, this is Clare's moment in the sun Sligo's moment in the sun loud into a Leinster final for the first time I don't think those games shouldn't be on TV by the way that's mm. not my argument at all like you know it's you're 100% right in what you say there like yeah you have to show these games or else or else these bloody you know maybe or maybe we have a conversation with ourselves when we say that we've had the draws for the as Richie will get to in a second mm. we've had the draws for the uh, All-Ireland series and everyone who's in it basically is going to go through to the next round anyway and it's all starts again and the provincial championships, although they've, you know, thrown up a few good games that they've been interesting, actually don't matter. Or actually, once you get to the final, <laughs> they don't matter. You know, it's just like the league finals in Division Two, Three, and Four. You know, it's like once you get to the final, they don't matter anymore. And uh, you know, maybe maybe we should stop pretending that they are this big thing. Mm. You know, well, look, I don't really like twenty-four games to eliminate four teams, but that's its own thing. Richie McCormick, how are you? And Grant, just on to Mick's point there about the, the, the lack of awareness around that game on Saturday, that's a huge problem for the GEA and it's one that they've been really slow to rectify over a number of years. They are appallingly bad at promoting their own games, like appallingly bad. And that goes to their social media use, it goes to their use of the likes of YouTube, etc., etc. in terms of packaging their own highlights. Um, the RTE paywall stuff is, is a separate issue. But just in terms of naturally promoting their own games week on week, informing the public who mightn't be the most GEA or sport aware of what the big game is, what the big meaning behind it is. They have a job to do there as the curator of these games. And if they're not doing it, then they should put it in the hands of people who can do it. And for as much as I can see over the past number of years, it just hasn't been done. There's a press launch at the start of the championships. There's occasional dips in and out as regards major events, but on a consistent basis and having a regular highlight show is part of that. And like consistency is absolutely everything. You need to know that at a certain time, a certain day, you're going to be able to catch up on your GEA fix and they're all complicit in not doing this and it's really shoddy from what should be a pretty much a home run for the as I say the, the curators of, of your national games yeah Richie just on a point that you just made there there's another point about yeah. GA Go that actually I, I was I meant to say that, that I think is important I was in a non-GA pub with non-GA people I was watching the game on my own outside on the phone right what kind of pub were you in Mick? Why? Why do you ask? Non GA pub. Hotel. It was a hotel okay. pub, right? It was yeah. a. It was a. It was a golf day out, right? And you and Buzzwells with all the the high well, polite. From... It wasn't in Dublin, yeah. but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a GA pub, right? And I would say that GA pubs will have GA go. Non GA pubs will want live sport on, and they have Sky Sports, and there was golf on or something, some meaningless tournament in the PGA Tour, right? And. I know from even people like gathering around my phone who had no interest in GA that the higher the drama got, the more people were gathering. We've all been in pubs when we've seen that. When games get good, people start to pay attention. They mm. gather over. It's an incredible advertisement for the game. 
these pubs aren't going to have GA Go because it's a it's a it's a one. They're going to have RTE and they're going to have Sky Sports and they would show live sport on a Saturday night. And all those games would have been on last year. And I think that's important as well because, again, you're talking about growing the audience. You're talking about people falling in love with a game. You're talking about people getting like stuck into a game like that on Saturday night and thinking, I want more of this, you know? So, well, like, that's that's just stuff that they haven't for, forethought. Like, exactly. that's, that's, that, that's issues that they just thought, oh, well, we have this streaming service. We'll let people go out and, and get it. We'll let people go out and subscribe to it. And, and that's fine. There's no legwork behind it to see gaps that might be, you know, evidence and and pubs being one of them and making it more amenable to places like that to have GEA yeah. go to make it a more accessible and to make it a more uh, visual game because that's hugely lacking at the moment and it's their fault. The prices aren't actually extortionate even for pubs, but again, it's just that that need for if like ah, people don't come in here and watch hurling anyway or watch football anyway, so why won't we get it? Whereas like you know, getting Sky Sports to the pub. It does cost a fortune, but it's worth it because you have Premier League every Sunday. Would it be slightly you know? different, Rich, if they had decided at the outset, knowing that this deal was coming in for the next few years, that they got a slot on the Sky EPG and got a slot, say, on Virgin Media, where there was actually a physical channel? Yeah, uh, it's doable. Like, there's always around this now in, in the modern age of, of having you know apps and having been able to stream it and uh, with now TV and with whatever you might have on an Apple TV or whatever you might have on a Fire Stick. But there's so many ways around these things, and you can make it. You can cut a deal with the pubs, the Vintners Association, whoever you want to do it with, and have it available in public houses, or if that if that's what you want to do, um, unless they just wanted to get down the selfish route and avoid that and have everybody paying the 80 quid or whatever it is a season just to maximise the revenue because if they wanted to maximise the revenue they should have actually sold these rights to another TV company to have as many games as possible broadcast and they decided to keep them in-house their logic behind that I don't know i have not privy to it I probably will never understand it even if it was explained to me but you should be able to maximise your revenue and put as much of a face forward for your games to the public as you possibly can and right now they're not doing it Paul on 53106 making the very fair point. Some shock in Limerick when one point separated two teams that drew on three different occasions no, last year. I which I know is a very fair point, but Limerick have just been so dominant in the championship since 2019. Um, lads, not enough as we made the big Sam news. We'll get round to that in the news round now. No, in a moment. I, you know what you did in your intro? I actually yeah. just started laughing to myself because even though we've been talking about it for two days and I've, it, this isn't news to me, it was just hearing you say it on radio there that just actually made me giggle. Mm. Like, Big Sam is back I, again. I see, I see you're back to the appointment for, there, For Mick. like the 40th or 50th time since, I just, it's bananas. And do you know what? I don't even disagree with it. Because the way Leeds have been going, they had to do something. They were going down otherwise. They might still go down. But why not try something? Uh, Amory in the office why made not, a very fair why point. Why not try something? Why not try something else? Amory in the office made a fair point earlier, Rick. The narrative always used to be, Big Sam's never been relegated. He has been now, though. <laughs> So he's not the safe <laughs> pair of hands he was guaranteed before. So, oh, but he has like, Carl Robinson now, Will, so it's going to be grand. Javi Grazia <laughs> was definitely going to get relegated. So, like, why not try someone that's like... the Like, again, I'm not suggesting this is, like, <laughs> a genius move. I really hope this is how high-level board decisions are made. Why not? It feels like it. <laughs> but I'm just saying there's literally four games to go. This isn't, like, any kind of... This is, like, this is disaster territory. You know, emergency break glass. Big Sam pops out like a jack in a box, and <laughs> into, an into Ellen Road he pops. <laughs> 
doing man. that pose he did when he kept Sunderland up that time, shedding the jacket and going, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. We said it about Frank Lampard's uh, win-win for Lampard going in with Chelsea. What's the worst that can happen? Is this win-win <laughs> for Frank Lampard or for Sam Allardyce even? He goes Sam in. Allardyce. If, say, the four games don't go well, it's not going to tarnish his legacy. He goes back into retirement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's it. Like Frank Lampard is like 40. You know, and it's supposed to be a, f- a manager for the future, and everything's going horribly wrong. Like Sam, Sam's had his career; he's yeah. okay. He'll pick up the check. Uh, on the text as well, Jason from Kildare. Don't let Mick get away with t- not talking about Aston Villa today, just because they lost. He was talking a big game, and now he's back in his box. <sighs> I'm sick of talking about Aston Villa. They lost the game. You were loving the last seven. They lost games. at Old Trafford. When was the last time Manchester United lost at Old Trafford? August was it? Yeah. So like, what's the big deal? They're App, they, they've literally got 11 players at the moment Villa Champions League gone now Champions League is gone this is, this is bullshit I never said that they were going to the Champions League or anything like it I still don't even think they're getting to Europe but we'll see what happens great season irregardless I'm just asking, irregardless, that's I'm just asking you questions I'm not looking to misrepresent you here uh, the news round is brought to you by Gillette Labs you can get the what ultimate about Bowes winning 5-0 well, we can get to that in a second yes. or get your money back Neon Night Edition available now four points clear four points clear four points clear I, I, I saw Richie putting up five points clear recently as well but anyway four points clear at the moment Richie it's uh, yeah. not been a bad bank holiday week Weekend for the Bulls, the leaders in yeah. the Premier Division. Well, 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 well. The UCD result on Friday was was uh, was terrible. Uh, there's no escaping that. But yesterday mm. was uh, a major shot in the arm. Uh, let's not get away from that. Uh, but there is football tonight. Arsenal can reclaim top spot in the Premier League, albeit temporarily. They welcome a woefully out of form Chelsea to the Emirates, where kickoff is at eight. Uh, Arsenal bring in three players to the team beaten by Manchester City. Jakob Kivior is in defence in place of uh, the player escaping there. Oh, it's uh, Rob Holding has gone out there uh, into midfield then. And into the front three come uh, Leandro Trossard and uh, Jorginho's in there as well uh, Kepa starts in goal for Chelsea they've reverted to a back four because hey why not uh, Cesar Azpilicueta Wesley Fofana Thiago Silva and Ben Chilwell are the back four across midfield then N'Golo Kante Enzo Fernandez, and Mateo Kovacic Noni Madueke comes into the side Raheem Sterling remains and making his first appearance first start pardon me since November which also came against Arsenal is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang again why not an Arsenal win will move them two points above Manchester City with two games extra played you've ruined uh, Chelsea for me Richie a couple of weeks ago when they're getting ready to play against Real Madrid you were pointing out that there's always this one player out of nowhere who you almost forgot was still playing for Chelsea and next thing he's just parachuted into the team Aubameyang I don't think he's even tweeted since Christmas such was his annoyance at Chelsea (laughs) and here he is now playing against his old club why not? Why, like, why not? Give everything a go before you go out Put the door. Put Big Sam Absolutely. Why not? Like, there's as much point of, like, I don't know, me or you playing up front for Chelsea over the next few weeks as there is for Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. They're a basket guys club. Half the players won't be there or shouldn't be there next season. Uh, the manager certainly won't be. So you might as well see what sticks over these last few games. And that apparently is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. If the title of the podcast might isn't just why not? I'm going to be uh, ashamed of. You have to try something. I think we've we've all agreed that you know. Yeah. Um, There's going to be change in the women's rugby head coach position. It would seem, Richie. This was first reported by Brendan Fanning and by Rory O'Connor in the Independent uh, yesterday evening. Uh, But Mm. it seems to be moving towards a point where Greg McWilliams is going to depart his role. 
Yeah, no confirmation just yet as uncertainty continues to hover over the women's head coach's position. As you mentioned last night, the Indo reporting that McWilliams had informed some of the Ireland players that his time in charge was at an end. The IRFU did release a short statement this afternoon, neither confirming nor denying his departure. In it, they wrote, the IRFU can confirm that it is in discussion with Greg McWilliams and until these discussions are concluded, no further comment will be made. End quote. Ireland ended the Six Nations, of course, with a wooden spoon with defeat to Scotland just over a week ago. They conceded 167 points an unwanted Irish record scored just three tries and are now in tier three for that forthcoming women's 15 competition Rugby royalty in Limerick today Richie including we got an injury update on Johnny Sexton yeah, from the horse's mouth as well. He's confident he'll be fully fit for the Rugby World Cup. The Ireland captain had his season ended by a groin injury in the Grand Slam ceiling win over England back in March. But speaking to our Ashling O'Reilly at the launch of the International Rugby Experience in Limerick, Sexton allayed fears return could be delayed. My goal is to be back fully added in pre-season from day one. Uh, so that's the goal I've set for myself and with the physios and kind of told them that's what we need to be doing. Um, you know, there was, I spoke to Josh, uh, who had a similar injury uh, a few years ago and he got back in like nine weeks. And so I was like, oh, maybe, you know, if we got to the URC final, it could maybe, but uh, I think my age might go against me a little bit on that one. So uh, the surgeon said no. Uh, I'd go and so aim for whatever 19th of June we're back to pre-season so my goal is to be back fully fit and flying it then Were you hoping to get back for the Champions Cup final? Well obviously when I hurt myself that's why uh, when I heard it against England and I was coming off the pitch I was really concerned about you know finishing with Leinster you know playing for Leinster has meant a lot to me over the years and I was you know just asking the doc you know when will I get back will I get back for the end of the season and uh, he knew at the time no uh, so he was kind of like we'll talk about it tomorrow and uh, so look it's been uh, look very disappointing but hopefully the lads can uh, go on and achieve something special which will be winning you know the Champions Cup I think that's the first final and then uh, hopefully we can get to the URC as well there you go, Johnny Sexton speaking earlier today. There is a mega podcast off the back of those interviews, including Brian Habana, who was speaking in Limerick today, which is available on the rugby feed wherever you pick up your podcasts. You were smiling and laughing. Is that you saying Johnny Sexton's actually going to be back for the Champions Cup? No, it isn't. No, I'm enjoying Johnny Sexton like acting like a kind of a, a business manager saying, I told the physios that's where we need to be. You know, it's like, it's in, you know, it's the opposite, like, yeah. it's like uh, how, long do you, how long do you need for this report? Uh, two weeks? Can you do two days? Um, Tell us about the draw We alluded to the uh, Football Championship And Talton Cup draws A bit earlier on Richie But give us the details Yeah Mayo are going to play Cork That's for definite In Group 1 of this year's All-Ireland Football Championship The Allianz League winners Will also be grouped With the eventual Munster champions Which of course Could well be uh, Kerry And the Leinster runners-up Toronto Westmeath Await this year's Connacht champions And the Ulster Beaten finalists In Group 2 Group 3 is going to be Comprised of the Leinster champions The Connacht runners-up and then Kildare and Roscommon and there's a strong Ulster flavour to Group 4 which already contains Monaghan and Donegal and will also have added to that the Ulster champions and the Munster runners-up Meath were drawn with Down, Tipperary and Waterford in Group 2 of the Talchin Cup Group 1 will host Division 3 winners Cavan, Leash, Offaly and London in Group 3 then it's Limerick, Wicklow, Longford and Carlow and rounding out the Talchin Cup draw in Group 4 are Fermanagh, Antrim, Wexford and Leitrim as they in the final group yeah, only one team will drop out of each group. This will be a brilliant tournament when we get to the when they realise what they're doing and get to two go through, two go out, and straight into the quarterfinals. Yeah, I think this is the easing it's in. All ready to be brilliant here, but just the three teams through is a farce. Yeah, be cutthroat when it's two each. Um, also, Richie, just before you finish up, St. Pat's have a change in management. 
Yeah, St. Pat's this morning parted company with head coach Tim Clancy. Uh, yesterday's 1-0 defeat at home to Sligo Rovers was the Saints' third consecutive loss. Assistant coach John Daly has been placed in interim charge. That's ahead of Friday's Premier Division trip to Cork City. Speaking to Oisin Langan after yesterday's defeat to Sligo, Clancy still thought he could turn things around at Richmond Park. There's no point going heavy on them. I don't think they're, they're lacking work, uh, work rate and um, attitude. It's just at the minute it's it's probably a little bit um, low on confidence and it happens very quickly with results. So it's picking them up and um, getting them to realise that they are good players and when they are confident and playing well, they can go on a run like they did four games in a row before the last three games. So um, that's what we need to get back to in the ASAP. There you go. And also, Mick, you were taken in by the magnificent Shamrock Rovers goal, which has gone pretty viral from yesterday. It was a great win from Rovers away to Derry, even though those are four points clear. But yeah, people will have seen Richie Tell's goal, and if you haven't, it's worth seeing just a, a phenomenal team goal. Like, just beautiful football all the way around. So... I know Bo's got some good goals as well. Jordan, Jordan Flores' free kick. Free kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, work, I know. work of art, Michael. You're right, but the, ball, yeah. the Rovers one was better. Yeah, he's going to point out there's still four points clear. Richie, thanks a million. Four points clear. Nick will be back with us a bit later on as well. That is the news round.